Welcome back to the Legacy Through Motherhood podcast. This is Stephanie, your host. And if you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. So in this podcast, we rotate between five main topics, faith, finances, health, marriage, and mindset. And the goal being is that we we work on just becoming 1% better every day in each of those five areas. And I just, to my core, believe that the small, seemingly insignificant things compound over time. So by taking extreme ownership of wherever we are in life and then making small consistent changes can drive positive generational change. Okay, so our theme this week, you guys, is faith. So let's jump into our topic today. We are going to talk about the Sabbath today, y'all. And before we even jump in, I want to say this. Most episodes, I speak from experience or I let others speak from experience. However, today's episode you are seeing me kind of mid-journey here, okay? Like really at the start of the journey, if I'm being honest. And I invite you to just come along with me, uh, join in on this conversation with me. And so also kind of if you hear the word Sabbath and it sounds super religious (laughs) and it kind of takes you back to like biblical times when Jesus walked the earth um, and you're not really about that life, hang with me here, okay? This episode is going to serve you regardless of where you're at in your beliefs. So I think most of us know that the Sabbath is a day of rest. It is a rest from labor and it's supposed to be set apart. And technically it's a day of rest and worship. And typically people think the Sabbath has to occur on a Sunday. And I also feel like there are certain words from the Bible that sound super religious and constricting or restricting for whatever reason. And I feel like this is one of them. Like if you look back to biblical times, like I said, when Jesus walked the earth, the way the Sabbath was practiced was incredibly, incredibly strict. Like you could not cook, you could not clean, you could not work, wash, reap, sew, you could not kindle a fire, you could not tie or untie things. You couldn't even make a daggone stitch. I mean, it was no joke, right? And so What they would do, or what they could do, I guess I should say, is they could read, they could study scripture, they could worship, they could pray, you know, anything along those lines they were able to do. So again, it's a day of rest and worship. Now, there are some people who still practice a strict Sabbath like that, and more power to them, but unfortunately, I feel like the rest of us kind of threw the baby out with the bathwater. Like we think if we go to church on Sunday, it's that's our Sabbath. <laughs> Not everyone, of course, but a lot of times I feel like, especially in this culture we're in, like as long as we go to church, we almost like check this box and sure, like the Sabbath is also a day of worship. So that kind of makes sense. But when our Sunday morning becomes kind of rushed and hectic and then we walk in the church doors all flustered, you know, you guys have been there, right? Where everyone's like crazy psycho for whatever reason, every freaking Sunday. And you're always late. I don't know why that happens, whatever. Anyways, but you get to church, you're all flustered, you know, you do the worship music, you listen to the sermon for an hour and then you're out the door, you know, to two soccer games and a baseball game and a volleyball tournament or whatever, right? Well, Sure, you have the worship piece of that, but also I wouldn't necessarily call that a Sabbath. And I think it's actually really, really beautiful that God made the world in six days and then he mentions that he rested on the seventh. Like he gave us and modeled this work rest cycle. Like he really could have just said, I made the earth in six days, (laughs) y'all. 
<laughs> but he didn't say that, right? Like he made a point to say that he rested. And also he talks about in Mark that the Sabbath was made for man. <laughs> like it was literally crafted and designed for us because we need it, right? Like my gosh, do we freaking need it? <laughs> Especially in this like fast paced freaking culture that we live in. So I have not been someone who practices a legitimate Sabbath day, like maybe a Sabbath nap time with my children, <laughs> but not a full day. And nap doesn't count, right? It is rest and worship. I mean, I have four kids, y'all, like up to seven kids, depending on if we have foster uh, placements. Like I have a business. My husband works full time. We have a rental business. Like genuinely, I feel like even if I wanted a freaking Sabbath, I'm not sure I could even realistically make it happen for our family or for me or for my husband, right? Like just because the fact is, Mike, I have four super young kids and then not to mention everything else I, I listed. So I want to talk about this and I invite you into this conversation with me and into this just, I don't know, mindset journey, I guess. And I'm actually going to make a post about this today in my Legacy Through Motherhood community on Facebook just to see what you guys think and feel about this. We already started talking about it on Instagram. So I would love for you to just join in and I would love to hear. Um, I know some of you guys actually really practice a great great Sabbath. Um, and some of you guys, I might actually ask you to come on Instagram live with me and talk me through it. Cause as I know you guys have kids. Okay. So here's the deal. I think that I haven't practiced it or given it much thought or brain space because I don't feel like it's attainable for the life I have. Or honestly, maybe even felt like I didn't really need it. I'm a super, super fast paced person. <laughs> like resting is not my jam. I, that's not my thing. <laughs> but that is semi ludicrous since the God of the universe needed it. How much more does my limited energy self need it? Right? So I began thinking, how can I and really we as a family, begin to value and practice the Sabbath. And side note, listener, <laughs> I relate to Martha in the Bible way more than I would like. Like if you don't know Martha, that whole story around her, basically Jesus came to visit. And instead of sitting on the floor or at the table, listening to Jesus, you know, talk and preach and just being present in the moment, she was like cleaning her house and tidying up. And, you know, she was getting super annoyed that her sister Mary was not helping her. Her sister Mary was just sitting there at the feet of Jesus, soaking up all that he had to say. Well, naturally, again, Martha was annoyed at her sister for not helping. And Jesus basically called her out and said, Martha, this is quote from the Bible, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. <laughs> okay. Basically he's like, sit yourself down and stop worrying about like going all the time. So anyways, I want to tell you a quick story and then I'm going to hop back kind of to my point here. I remember, gosh, this was probably like one to two years ago now. We had went to church in the morning and we got home around, I don't know, it was like noon. And my four boys and my husband turned on a movie or I don't know, maybe like some sports game and snuggled on the couch to watch it. And I got home and kind of put my stuff down. I saw a sink full of dishes, like laundry that needed to be put away, lunch that needed to be made and whatever else. So I stood at my sink 
washing dishes. And I remember feeling so daggone frustrated that they were all in there watching a show while I was clearly in here being productive, you guys. And I remember thinking, maybe they will hear all these dishes that I am like clattering and see me walking around the house, you know, picking up things and cleaning things and maybe they'll freaking get a clue. But as I was standing at my sink, not even praying or seeking any kind of advice from God, he gave it to me anyways. Like, I feel like my mind went quiet and just one phrase went through my head. Why are you trying to keep your family from rest? Why are you trying to keep your family from rest? So there's a window in front of my sink. And I remember sitting there with the water running, you know, my hands on like the rim of the sink, staring at the window and thinking, I, I don't freaking know. Like that wasn't my intent. <laughs> like my husband works so hard. Like if you are friends with me on Facebook, I am always singing his praises for the ridiculous amount of things that he does for this family outside of his full-time job, right? Maybe if he like sat around all day and didn't do anything, that'd be different. But it just kind of hit me that moms, like we run our house. We run our house, period. And I did an episode a little bit ago about setting the tone for our home. And I think we have the power to either keep our family in the rat race of go, 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 or to lead the charge on having a Sabbath or a day of rest. Like we don't just need it for ourselves. You guys, our people need it too. And you know how it is. Like if others are up moving around or doing the dishes or cleaning, like you don't feel like you can truly rest, right? Like if this was switched, if my husband was up cleaning and, and doing the dishes and sweeping my floor and whatever else, and I was just like sitting on the couch, like I might know in my soul, like I really just need to freaking sit down for a second. So more power to you. But truly it's kind of hard because you're like, dang, he's like <laughs> cleaning this whole house. I feel like I should get up and help, right? So, so we don't um, we don't fully rest when people around us are like little energizer bunnies. And so it has to be a team effort. So you guys, I, sh I like shut the water off, I remember, and I dried my hands and I felt super dumb, actually. Like this seriously, like these 15 dishes did not need to be done right now. And I walked into the living room and snuggled on the couch with my family and we were there most of the day. And the funny thing is, y'all, we didn't freaking die, okay? So I would ask you, are you able to rest are you able to rest? And if your answer is an immediate no because of the laundry list of things that you're responsible for, I hear you, okay? I mean, I listed mine like 10 minutes ago, all right, of, you know, freaking kids and work and businesses and whatever else. But can we admit that maybe, like maybe there are some things that can actually freaking wait? I think I've said that word 400 times. I'm sorry, you guys. But some things we can actually plan ahead for, right? Can we admit that maybe the reason we can never, ever, ever slow down is because we are in reaction mode every single day and so our capacity is full. Like our bodies may be able to sit down and rest for an hour, but our mind, you guys, the mental load, that goes like 100 miles an hour. So that's not super helpful if we sit down on the couch but we're still like stressing out mentally. So like I said, I have been thinking about ways I can start to implement a Sabbath, not only for myself, but for my husband and kids also. And remember, 
I don't expect myself nor any of you to completely reboot anything overnight. I don't expect anyone's finances or marriage or health to change overnight. What I do expect for myself is a 1% change in the right direction each day. Okay. Something manageable. Then I'll just build it from there right? There's actually a thing called habit stacking, which is so, so freaking amazing, but that is a conversation for another day. Hey guys, popping in here super quick to let you know about my brand new signature money mindset course called Entrusted with Her Finances. I have learned that if you want to win with money that you already work so daggone hard for, you have to deal with your mind. If the reality of your finances aren't aligning with your ideal financial situation, I would ask you, if you have explicitly worked through your money mindset before. And if not, girl, this course is is exactly what you need. I mean, if you know me and you have listened to episode 19 of our financial freedom journey, then you know that we went from being in debt, not having you know hardly any choices, to becoming debt-free and building wealth in a little under two years. And during that two years, you guys, as I focused on getting out of debt logistically, I realized there's actually a huge amount of work that needs to happen in my mind to really move the needle forward. And so Entrusted is a 25 lesson audio course with almost six hours of training and a 75 plus page journal to work through where I walk you through 25 money mindset shifts to make as you start to just conquer your finances. And so if you want a sneak peek into a full lesson, go back and listen to episode 37 of this podcast and make sure to check out the show notes in this episode for a link to the course. Okay. Now back to the episode. Let's chat about what we can do to create a Sabbath for ourselves. And remember, I am speaking from a place of, this is something I would like to start. (laughs) I am not speaking from a place of, I have done this and let me show you how I did it. But I still invite you into my planning process, into my thought process. So we'll see how this goes. And maybe in a couple of months, I'll come back on and (laughs) come at it with a different angle. So number one, we got to pick a day or a time to be our Sabbath, right? Maybe it's a full day. Maybe it's two evenings. I don't know. I would say ideally like an eight to 10 hour chunk of time while you are awake (laughs) each week is probably ideal. So that could be like a Sunday or maybe if you don't have a full day, if you guys have, um, you know, opposite schedules, maybe that looks like a Saturday and a Tuesday evening. Now that would be the goal, eight to 12 hours. I don't freaking know, but that's not where you're going to start. Okay. So you need to look your schedule and figure out what day makes the most sense for your family. And really sidebar, as I'm thinking through this, nothing says that your entire family has to take a Sabbath on the exact same time and day. Though I feel like logistically that would probably get a little harder to manage, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. So once we pick our day, we're going to have to prepare for that day just like they used to when Jesus was walking this earth, okay? You don't just roll up on your Sabbath day and expect the world to stop. You guys know this. Like if you have kids, you still have homework or, you know, they still need to eat. The food needs to be cooked. Like the dog still needs to be let out. So very quickly, if we don't prepare for the Sabbath, which I'll talk through my thoughts on that in a second, it could feel freaking pointless. Like it could 
look like any other day in a hot second if we are not prepared. Because all of a sudden you could start thinking or it could actually start to cause some issues because it's like, this is supposed to be our Sabbath. Why the heck am I cooking something right now? <laughs> why am I the one cooking? Or why am I still pouring this glass of milk or getting you your 500th snack? Like, what the heck? So let's not set ourselves up to fail here. <laughs> but we do need to prepare and we need to set expectations for what that day is going to look like. And we need to be flexible. And I'm going to talk about all of that. So here's what I've been thinking, y'all. Prepare-wise. Let's just say Sunday is our Sabbath to keep it easy. So number one, let's prepare. So big thing, food. Food and meal prep for that day. Even if you don't meal prep or plan for the rest of the daggone week, for this day, for the day that you have declared your Sabbath, <laughs> figure it out, okay? So this may look like making a breakfast casserole Saturday night. So it's just ready to go on Sunday morning. For lunch, maybe it's sandwiches. Maybe have everyone, if you want to like really get into it, maybe have everyone like pack their lunch the night before, make it fun, right? That's probably not super necessary if you're going to do sandwiches. I mean, you could make sandwiches like pretty easy the day of, but grab and go is the goal, right? Like as minimal work as possible. Make it easy on yourself. So have fun, like get some lunch bags, have everyone make a sandwich the night before, throw some chips and a napkin and, you know, some fruit and a, and a drink in a bag and you're good to go. You know, you can add the mayo on Sunday. It'll be fine. <laughs> maybe for dinner, maybe it looks like DoorDash or making spaghetti and meatballs and garlic bread the night before and putting it in the fridge. So you just have to heat it up on Sunday night, right? And honestly, as I'm like talking through this, I'm even thinking like a snack tray for kids. Like whether it be a fruit tray you buy or you make or crackers and pepperoni. Like I feel like with my little ones, they always freaking want a snack or a drink. <laughs> so maybe the night before, you make or buy a snack tray that you can just put out between meals so you're not being asked for a snack a million times. Also, you could fill water bottles for them, and that is their drink all day. Okay? Um, okay, so that is food, preparing food. So what about preparing your house? This is important in my mind, it's important. Or, and honestly, those of you who've already had this, started having this conversation with me on Instagram, you guys say that this is a big, big deal also, but um, preparing your house. So dishes, cleaning, laundry, tidying, tidying up, do all of that the day before, all of that on Saturday. Now, again, this is important because are you guys really able to relax if your house looks like a freaking bomb went off? Like it doesn't have to be perfect, but it should be picked up enough that you're not so stressed out, you know, as you're resting with your family that you're like ready to, at some point you're going to get up and, and rage clean. You know what I mean? And so this is really where if you don't prepare your house, then you could be sitting, you know, on the couch with your family, but your mind is like, you know, all over the place. Like you just can't focus and let go. And Sometimes, you guys, we feel guilty to rest because if we take a day off, then we are going to get behind and have like a ton to do the next day. So in this situation, we almost get punished for taking a day off. Like if we have no thought, if we're just falling in day after day, like we're falling into a Saturday, falling into a Sunday, we're in reaction mode, you know, we're just surviving 
and we're not preparing, we're not looking ahead, you know, whatever, if you take a day off, like we almost get punished for it because of the workload we have the following day. So preparing for a Sabbath will turn that around. It makes up the work beforehand so that you can enjoy your day of rest. I mean, our employers make us do this, you guys. If we are going on vacation, then we have to make sure like all of our duties and responsibilities for the week we're going to be gone are taken care of, right? I mean, I know that this is like pretty overwhelming the week before you leave, trying to get everything lined up, make lesson plans. Um, we just went on vacation. Justin had to make sure all of his, you know, T's were crossed, I's were dotted, like everything for the week that we were gone. And so it does kind of make the week before you leave for vacation a little overwhelming, which if you do this, for example, on the Sunday Sabbath, Saturday might feel a little overwhelming, like you're making meals and you're cleaning and you're doing all of the things. But it actually allows for us to truly unplug on vacation or our Sabbath, knowing everything is taken care of, knowing we're not falling behind by having a moment of rest. Like preparing for the Sabbath is the same thing as preparing for vacation, just on a smaller scale. Um, so the last thing that I'll talk about preparing for is just like small to-do things, okay? So like homework or work emails or small to-do list type things like that need to be done the day before, so on Saturday or just throughout the week. And you guys, this has to be practical. Like homework still has to be get done right? Like our kids still have stuff to turn in. Work emails need to be addressed. And there are other little things, you know, I don't know, we're all different. Our lives all look differently, but other little things that pop up where we can try our hardest to finish before the day we choose for our Sabbath so that it doesn't need to be done on the day you choose to rest. Some things may trickle into your day. That's life. Okay. And that's fine. That's totally fine. But for the most part, you have everything done beforehand so that taking the day off doesn't put you behind come Monday morning or whatever other day follows your Sabbath. The goal is, you guys, is that things that need to get done are still done for the week and you also have added a genuine rest day within your, you know, seven-day work week. Okay, so now that we've chosen a time for our Sabbath and now you are prepared for your Sabbath, let's talk about what to do on the Sabbath. And y'all, this can um, completely, you know, vary (laughs) from household to household. I'm just throwing this out here. So really, anything that rejuvenates you and truly lets you rest is what you should be doing on this day. We're going to talk about the two parts of Sabbath. Remember, Sabbath is fully resting and then also worship. So let's talk about like the resting, rejuvenating type of thing. So anything that rejuvenates you and lets you rest. This could look different for a lot of people. Like one person could look at mowing their lawn as work and someone else could find yard work therapeutic. Like one person could absolutely hate to cook. Stephanie Sims, that would be me. But One of you guys might absolutely love to make a home-cooked meal from scratch for your family and have the time and space and capacity to do that. Like someone may hate exercising and someone else may love to go on a 10-mile run that day. So part of this journey would be to learn what makes you feel rested and restored. I think most of us would default 
to maybe like watching movies all day <laughs> or even or even like napping and maybe that is something that restores you but i would bet there is something that you love to do that you forgot about like girl did you used to love to paint or play piano what about draw or write like do you love to tend to a garden or do puzzles? Do you love to color and listen to music? Do you love to just sit and read a good book or sit outside on the back patio with some I don't know, cold lemonade like while your kids play in the sprinkler? Like that sounded very Mayberry, didn't it? Anyways, like do you love to sit by a fire? Do you love to build something with your hands? Like the Sabbath doesn't have to mean you sit down on the couch and do not move all day. And actually y'all, if you have children, uh you're going to get disappointed real quickly if that's your mindset. But we're going to talk about expectations in a second. So what do you love? What do you love? And what fills your cup? And the other thing to add to your Sabbath is taking time to worship. And maybe that looks like a formal time of memorizing scripture together as a family or reading a Bible story together or doing some kind of gratitude practice or prayer time. Like maybe it looks like listening to worship music or studying about the goodness or character of God. Like you can get super, super creative here if you want. I know the uh, company, She Reads Truth, they have a memory game for kids on learning the names of God, the different names of God and what they mean. Uh, I really love that. I've done it a couple of times, but I feel like that would be a great um, a great thing to do if we started, uh, when we, <laughs> uh, word, word choice matters, when we begin to do this, that would be a great um, thing to add in there. Okay, so we talked about how to prepare, choosing a day, how to prepare, and what to do on the Sabbath. So let's chat about expectations, kids, uh, time together, and alone time to wrap this episode up real quickly. So expectations. If you have kids, <laughs> your Sabbath could not possibly look like you sitting and studying, studying your Bible and journaling for five straight hours without interruption. If you have a spouse or another adult in the home, maybe you guys could come up with a schedule where, for example, just to make it easy, if you had a full Sunday, maybe from nine to 12, you get alone time and they, they hang out, relax with the kids. And then from 12 to three, you switch, right? And then the rest of the night is just family time. And if you don't have another adult in the house, can you find an evening or time when you are both home and take your Sabbath then, okay? If you are a single parent, could you find a time where, um, I don't know, maybe, honestly, maybe you, you, and, um, you and a friend kind of do this together and you switch, right? Like that's totally a thing, switching uh, uh, babysitting, okay? Hey, I need three hours. Like, <laughs> can you watch my kids on Tuesday nights? And I will watch your kids on Thursday nights. Yeah, whether or not they want to practice a Sabbath, it don't matter. Um, they can do whatever the heck they want on three hours. But if that's your intent, maybe you guys can do some kind of childcare swap. Honestly, if you need to sit your uh, little babies up in front of Mickey and let Mickey uh, keep their attention for a little while, y'all, it's fine. Like, it is fine. And so, you know, for example, if maybe if you guys um, can't do like a full day, maybe your schedules are weird, they don't line up, you have a couple nights together during the week, maybe, you know, Tuesdays or every other Tuesday is the night your spouse comes home and you either leave and go somewhere to just be quiet and read and pray for four hours, or maybe you lock yourself in your own 
bedroom and they handle dinner and the kids and everything and you and you trade right like Tuesday night I'm doing this Thursday night you do this or if you have you know a couple nights together then pick one and just refer back to the preparing for Sabbath for these couple nights that you have together even if it isn't a full day okay just prepare like okay you know what Tuesday nights that is going to be our quote-unquote Sabbath day we are preparing beforehand so that I'm not cooking dinner the house is clean homework is done you know whatever else and the and the goal is just that they are as simple and streamlined as possible and so here's the deal we tend to think that if we can't have an entire day off together then you can't do it or if we have four kids then it's pointless because we would never be able to truly relax you guys that's a lie that's a lie and and i can't tell you enough that that it's a lie that i believed right like i said that at the beginning if you tend to think that way with things where you use your children as an excuse to not be able to do X, Y, or Z, then I invite you into the mindset shift to use your kids as a reason to do something and not as an excuse not to do it, okay? Um, Is it harder? Absolutely. Is it almost more tiring to do just, you know, a normal thing every single time? Uh, Sure. Does it sometimes seem like, it's all for nothing because, you know, your journaling or prayer time or study time is interrupted every 2.3 seconds by a kid who needs a milk or a snack or a baby who needs to be nursed? Sure. But I remember when I had four little kids and you guys, my um, oldest right now is a new eight-year-old. So it's like (laughs) not that far long ago. Um, But I remember I found myself not wanting to leave a ton because it was just too much right? Like it was too much to get them all packed to go to the park, or it was too much to go on a freaking play date, or even to go get groceries when we needed something, right? But I remember one day realizing like, dude, this is your life, Stephanie. (laughs) You can't just like hoard up inside because it takes an extra 10 to 20 minutes to put on eight little shoes and pack diaper bags and dress kids and nurse. And you know, the second you walk out the door, somebody freaking, you know, has to pee or whatever, So instead of not doing things, just give yourself some extra time. So yes, like you guys, someone with no kids could probably sit for hours and on a day off, could sit for hours potentially and study and read and pray if they wanted to. They could probably nap whenever they wanted. (laughs) Someone without your babies could walk into another room without the one they left just getting destroyed. Someone that wasn't a mom could probably make a drink and be able to finish it without a bunch of tiny little ones swarming around the cup for a sip. It is true, you guys. (laughs) But that's not your life, nor is it mine. If you have babies. So embrace the chaos, right? Like give yourself more time to do things Be okay with letting Mickey and Cheerios entertain your kids for 30 minutes or even an hour so you can read and study and spend time with God. Be okay with being interrupted, right? Like God knows what season you are in. He is not mad or frustrated at you when you or your kids start and stop a prayer or start and stop a study on, on God. Like he's not mad at you or frustrated, Like he knows the season that you are in. 
he is clear on what season you are in. And you loving your babies is just as much God's work as any. So don't drop your expectations. You know, don't drop your Sabbath. Don't drop your clean-ish home. Don't drop whatever else, you know, brings you happiness and peace. Just drop the idea that you can't do it because you're going to be interrupted. And honestly, you guys, a life interrupted is kind of a beautiful one. Like, I'm not trying to get all, you know, I don't even know what that sounded like. But, um, like, think about Mary. Her life was interrupted when an angel came to her and told her she was about to be pregnant, right? Like, Ruth's life was interrupted when Naomi lost her sons and husband. Like, Ruth ended up staying by her side. A life interrupted because of our babies isn't a tool, you guys, to use as an excuse to not do things. Instead, like, let's use this life, interruptions from our babies and all, to be the reason we choose to practice things that fill us up, especially observing a Sabbath. I'm sad that I have yet to do this. I'm sad that I have yet to make this a priority in my life. And, you know, this is so important to do in front of our kids because they're always, always watching us. Always. And I never want... Um, any other mom or my children to feel like, oh, well, you're a mom. You can't do that. (laughs) You can't have a moment of quiet. You can't have a second to yourself. You cannot rest because you're a mom. That's crap, y'all. I mean, culture, (laughs) culture says that for sure. Uh, Like my friend Kendra Hennessy has said um, on some Facebook posts, I just saw it circulating. Basically, the fact that a shower is marketed to moms as self-care is just proving the point that um, moms like, you know, energy and our just well-being is very low on people's totem poles. And so unfortunately, if the culture and the world is not going to um, lift us up, y'all, we got to do it our dang self. Okay. So, um, that was that was from Kendra Hennessy. That whole whole thought process. If you don't follow her, she is the uh, she is the owner of Mother Like a Boss. She's amazing. Go follow her. So, anyways, girl. Like I said at the beginning, I am speaking from mid journey here. Like we have not started this yet, but I definitely want to start, and I want to encourage you to start somewhere. To start small, like maybe by picking a day in time frame. Just start with an evening you know, or even a couple hours and build from there. Like figure out what works for your schedule and support each other if it doesn't line up to do it together and support each other. I'm talking, you guys, I'm talking husband, wife. I'm talking about your spouse, your partner. I'm talking about you and your best friend. Like I don't know what life, I don't know what season you are in, what your life looks like. Okay, but we, I'm telling you, mothers are like some of the strongest people that I know. We can figure it out, okay? But the most important thing is that we just start. You know, we just start. God modeled this work rest cycle for us. And I think we are all bone tired sometimes because we have been practicing the work part without the rest part. And so let's change that. Hey, join me next week as I welcome an amazing, amazing parenting specialist on the Legacy Through Motherhood podcast as we talk about the difference between discipline and punishment. Y'all, you are not going to want to miss this conversation because it is straight fire and I cannot wait to share it with you. I am so excited to continue walking alongside you guys to help you find your grit while completely covering you in grace.